Hey, thanks for checking out our show. If you like what you hear, we have tons of additional content at patreon.com slash the media lunch break. You know what? Actually, what's that? My news is ready to go. All right. So let's do the news. You know what? You're not the boss of me. (laughs) I mean, you think that. But oftentimes the boss makes you think that they're not the boss when really they're the boss. That's not true. I have never been in a situation where I didn't know who the boss was. How would you know? How would you know? Except when watching the show Who's the Boss. Oh, that's true. I mean, it's very obvious who the boss is. Who's the boss? Tony Danza. That's not true. Yes, it is. Tony Danza is clearly running the show on that. Tony Danza? Yes. Tony Danza couldn't run a 2K I don't know where I was going with that joke. I was, I yeah, I was waiting to see. <laughs> uh, I was well, I, where that I was have going. so much more energy right now. For anyone listening, I know. we usually record in the dead of night. Dead of night. And uh, right now we're recording in the dead of morning. It's actually pretty accurate. It is pretty much about 12 hours difference from what we normally record at. So let's see how this goes. <laughs> this will be interesting. I know. I got my look. I got my coffee going. Oh my gosh! Mm. In a jar, you fucking hipster. It's uh, it's cold. That's why. What's what? Because I'm the only one who drinks coffee with caffeine right now. Because she's breastfeeding, so she can't like pass caffeine onto the kids. To the one kid, really. The other one, we can we'll let him have whatever he wants. Anyway, that's not the point. So I'm the only one who drinks coffee with caffeine now. But what I'll do is I'll just brew like a whole pot. And then drink like one cup yesterday and then just put the rest of it in the fridge. And then I have nice iced coffee. What the fuck does this have to do with a jar? Oh, that's <laughs> just what I drink out of. Oh, I said in a jar and you were like, yeah, it's cold. Well, because it's not in a mug. Oh, OK, I, I guess. <laughs> that's what because it's in a glass jar. What are you going to put a hot steaming cup of java in a glass jar? No, but you could put cold coffee in a mug. What's cold coffee in a mug? Hipsters. Oh, fuck those idiots. Man, I don't even want to. Don't even get me started on those. It is too early in the morning and not late enough at night to start talking about hipsters already. All right. Do you have a hipster vendetta? I didn't know that about you. I don't know. I mean, you know, they think they're so hip. And I think they're so cool and trendy. And it's like, avocados have been around forever, okay? Not wrong. So don't act like you're the first one to invent them, all right? Like you came up with artisanal. The whole point of artisanal is it's been around a while, you jackass. Is it artisanal? If you're a hipster, it is. Oh, I think I might be a hipster. Oh, man. Well, this marks the last episode of this podcast. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news, all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and beat up a hipster. My name is Chris Treble. That one was a little harsh. My name is Chris Treble. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. Hi. Hello to the world. Are you trying everyone, to get in touch it, with Google right now on your phone while I was doing the intro? This isn't you, fair. I was you, doing can't, the intro. you can't make these visual jokes. No, I will not make it a visual joke. I'm doing the intro and you're bringing your phone up to your face and like whispering to it like you're sharing some sort of conspiracy theory. And I was like, this motherfucker is trying to access Google. I did it so well. I muted my microphone so you couldn't hear me. I, nothing gets by me. 
All right. Nothing, especially at this early in the morning. All right. I've been up for hours. I've been doing stuff. I've been getting stuff done. Been drinking coffee. Drinking coffee out of a jar. Hipsters. Don't don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> oh my gosh. What? All right. What do you need to talk to Google? Do you need to take a second to talk to Google? No, I already did it. Thank you. Okay. Good. Okay. It was going to be so smooth. No one would have even noticed. Yeah, I know. I just had to I turn know. off all the shit in my house. I know. I could have let that one slide. I really could have. But yes. I know. That's what I'm saying. I know. I know. But I didn't want to. Correct. I wanted the listener to know what's going on. Yeah, I got that impression. I like to create a theater of the mind. Andrew. Bunch of news has happened. I didn't have a good intro for this. (laughs) Bunch of news has happened. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, we're going to talk about it. I guess that's what we do on this show, isn't it? Why do I act like we've never done this before? (laughs) I, I think know. this is the coffee. This is going to be a very interesting episode. This energy is going to be sure. very different from the last yeah. couple of weeks to years. I feel like I could run a mile. Let's do it. Right now. You want to go? Yeah. Bring the mics. I feel like I could run further than Tony Danza. I got a bunch of news. You got a bunch of news? I got some news. All right. Well, let's do some news. I got a bunch of news that I want to start with. I have a smattering, a regular poo-poo platter of news for you this fine morn. As always, the choice is yours. I have a little Marvel. I have a little DC. What would you like to start with? We're almost going on five years doing this show, and I still don't know. Like, is there is there a correct thing? Do I like? Is there is there an Easter egg that could, is there something I could say that you've been waiting for? Do you have a list of things that I could say, and they'll unlock different achievements or something? I might. But you'll never know until you finally hit it. Star Wars. Too bad. I want to talk about how I was right. Uh, So, so uh, Black Widow, when we were talking about Black Widow, I mentioned the My Little Pony that was that David Harbour was holding in the in the opening uh, like opening sequence. All right. And several articles and message boards have come out to, in fact, agree with me. And say that that is actually a period inaccurate My Little Pony. And I'm just so happy that I was right. Thank you. Thank you. You know what, Chris? You're not right very often. Exactly. But when you are... You're still wrong. Yes, I am. (laughs) I figured this would be the top news of the day. The fact that I was actually right. I love that this is the Black Widow. Like, we were right. Black Widow had, like, a thing in it. This is the one you chose. And not that Ursa Major was in the movie. That the mutant was in the movie. Because now I'm, I'm seeing tons of articles about Ursa Major being, like, one of the first mutants. I could have done that one. You know why I didn't do that one? Because it was me and not you. Yeah, because it was you. Because it was yeah, you and not no me. shit. So you can let that be one of your stories. I don't want it to be one of my and stories. that's a story I'm not going to take away from you. <laughs> I can't thank you enough. See? That's good. So here's the thing. So that, the, what he's holding is actually a Twilight Sparkle from 2013. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. All right. And here's the thing. Here's the thing, Andrew. This wouldn't be a Marvel movie if it didn't come with wild conspiracy theories about it on the internet. Have you heard any of the wild conspiracy theories about it on the internet? It's got to have to do with time travel, right? No, it doesn't, actually. It has to do with the fact that that Twilight Sparkle is actually voiced by Tara Strong. Oh, I see. Who also voiced Miss Minutes in Loki. And so... It does have a bit to do with time travel. It does have to... Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. In a way, it does have to do with time travel. Some people are thinking that it is a nod 
to Tara Strong being the voice of Twilight Sparkle, which here's the problem with that is that I don't think Tara Strong was cast as Miss Minutes until oh yeah probably fairly not fairly recently and Black Widow if you remember I believe was taped uh, or taped it was filmed in um, so long ago that it was taped let's see the opening sequence was in 1995 and I believe that's when filming wrapped so are they right not even close but I do love that if there's a Marvel inaccuracy We'll find a way to make a conspiracy theory about it to make it accurate. Yeah, man. It really does show how closely the fans pay attention to this stuff. Yeah. Like, remember when, like, someone did the math on, like, Spider-Man Homecoming? It's like, eight years ago, this happened, and now the present. And they were like, wait a minute. If it, if the Avengers happened eight years before Homecoming, then that means this movie takes place two years in the future. So it's ahead of Avengers. It, it, like it was all. And then eventually they were like, yeah, no, we just did the math wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, it's wrong. It's just, it's okay. Everybody calm down. Also, none of these people can fly. So. I, yeah, I love the faith that fans put into like a single person in a single department of one of these films, like the prop master. Yeah. They're like, oh no, the prop master knows which pony this is and which series this pony came from. Also, there's no reference to the My Little Pony. She's just holding it. It's just a thing. You know what I mean? Like nobody said Twilight Sparkle. Nobody said any. They just needed her to hold something. And My Little Pony was big for little girls in the 90s. And I think they just were like, uh, we need a My Little Pony. And they went down to Target and they grabbed one off the shelf and they were like, David, hold this. And he's like, OK. And no one's and everyone's like, can you see the face or anything? And they're like, no. And they're like, great. They were like, David, just hold it to your chest. So that way no one can really see. I'll it. give you one better. I think either the girl who plays like young Elena brought it in. Like, they were just like, hey, bring in some toys that you have, and we'll pick from it, and something will work. And they were like, they had My Little Ponies, right? Yeah, it's My Little Pony. It'll be fine. Or, like, someone's kid. Like, someone was like, oh, I have a daughter. I'll just bring in some of her toys. And he picked up the My Little Pony and was like, oh, yeah, they had My Little Pony in the 90s. I'll bring that. Right. Yeah. But the main thing to take away from this is... I was right. I've never been prouder of you. Thank you, bronies. Thank you. You finally served a purpose. Were you looking in a mirror when you said that? Yeah. You're the one who noticed it. I did notice it. I did. Does that make me a brony? The only reason I noticed it is because you made me watch that fucking YouTube documentary thing about bronies. About BronyCon. Yeah. That's the only reason I noticed it. Taika Waititi is in the news today for making a series about dark-skinned criminals, fucking racist. The new trailer for the Hulu series Reservation Dogs, co-written by Taika Waititi, is out, and it looks fucking fantastic. It does. It really does. I had seen stuff about it. I I totally forgot that Taika Waititi was involved with it, but it looks looks really awesome. I mean, that cast looks really tight, and the fact that they're all, they look like teenagers, pretty much, every single one of them. I'm like, you got a group of kids that are that talented that good and that tight like that seemed to work that well together and gel together that's something awesome i'm really excited to see that i like that it's also the fact that it's on a reservation it's a it's a community it's a a culture that doesn't really get a lot of play which is a a shame and i think there's that's something that's kind of ripe for i don't want to say ripe for the picking but just ripe with new story ideas. There's a void. Yeah, there's definitely a void. That's and waiting to be filled. 
And so you can see things, you know, about a group of people and a culture of people and issues that you've never seen before in television. It's also very interesting that Taika Waititi, he's such an interesting filmmaker in that he has a voice that works very well for these like insane billion dollar budget and also for something that is so gorilla boots on the ground like the show Reservation Dogs. Right. I think for me, whenever I watch his stuff, I think where it comes from is that it's very clear he doesn't care. (laughs) And I don't mean that in a lazy way. I mean, in the fact, like, he's like, this is my sense of humor and I'm going to do my thing. If it's I don't care if it's a giant Disney movie or if it's Reservation Dogs or if it's Jojo Rabbit, like I'm going to do my thing. And if you like it, you'll like it. And if you don't, you don't. It's also something so unique that producers and production companies know now they know that when you get him, you get that like he's not like a. And I'm trying to think of someone like you were talking about Richard Donner. It's not like a Richard Donner where like, well, who knows what he's going to it's going to be good. But I, I don't know what this movie's going to be. Taika Waititi, you know what it's going to be. He is the Starbucks of the film industry. We're like everywhere you go, no matter what country you're in, that cup of coffee is going to taste exactly the same, whether you like it or not. Wow, that's the first time I think anyone's ever compared someone to Starbucks coffee as a compliment and actually made it work. That was impressive. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. Thank you. I worked really hard on it. I know. I know you did. And it, and it went well. It's the Starbucks of jokes, really. I mean, you could you could take that joke anywhere in the world and play that for someone and they'll find it funny. Uh-huh. So it was just announced as of this recording yesterday, but it was it was just announced that Blade has probably a director attached to it. They're in talks right now. A guy named Bassam Tariq is in talks to direct Blade. Bassam Tariq, if you IMDb him, we always do this where we're like, if you IMDb him, there's nothing, there's really nothing there and there's not a whole lot of stuff and he hasn't done a whole lot. And then it turns out he's a Chloe Zhao where he wins an Oscar by the time we get done talking to him. But uh, he hasn't done a whole lot. The last thing that he did was Mogul Mowgli. I don't know what that is. It just came out in 2020. But like I said, he's in talks to direct. They're pretty sure this is who it's going to be. This is being reported by Deadline that that they've kind of gone through everybody they want to go through. And this is the final the final talk. So it's probably going to be. This Do you guy. ever as a person with a master's degree in directing? Do you ever feel like this dude has done eight things and now he's directing a Marvel movie? And you're like, I do notice that. Here's it. But here's the thing. This is. This is what I love about Marvel. First of all, this is uh, he's a person of color. And so is that the right phrase to use? I yes. think that's the right phrase yes. to still use. Okay. Not colored person. That's a different thing. No, no, no. That's a different <laughs> thing. Yeah. That that much I at least know. But he is a person of color and they've made one thing I love about Marvel is for being such a huge ass big money studio. They have put their money where their mouth is where they're like we're going to do more diverse hiring both in front of the camera and behind the camera and they have between this guy chloe zhao ryan coogler taika watiti like down the line they have put their money where their mouth is when it comes to this but also what i love is that they really do take a young director or or an artist that hasn't done a whole lot and they give them a chance and you can say what you will about how you know they take young directors because they can make them do whatever they want and that's fine and all but they do allow the director to do a little bit of their own voice in the confines of the Marvel movie. And I like that because 
Yeah, you'll have somebody who's directed like a couple of shorts and then like one or two features and all of a sudden they're directing a major Marvel movie. And it's just it's Marvel's way of going like, listen, we've seen enough. You can tell a story. You have a, a, a voice that you can inject into this thing. So go ahead and do something with one of our properties. That's totally fine. I like the the fact that it's giving them a chance to do that. They're not just going to go after like a Ron Howard or a Spielberg, a safe bet, if you will. That they know they could direct the shit out of any movie without even waking up. This guy is going to come in to do something interesting and different, but he's a voice we haven't heard before. So he has, it has the chance to kind of surprise us. So I'm, I, like I said, I love when they do stuff like this. But yeah, it also gives me great hope that I'm like, this guy directed like five shorts, a documentary short. At one feature film, and now he's directing a Marvel movie, and I'm like, oh. They're going to run out of people eventually, Chris. they got to get to you right at the bottom. That's what I'm saying. They start at the bottom, and they work their way down. So this is great. <laughs> I don't even have to really do anything. Eventually, they'll just dig their way down to me. <laughs> they'll just go door to door in New York and be like, hey, uh, are you a director? I'm like, I could be. Yeah, I would like to be very much so. And they're like, you want a movie? And I'm like, I would love to. But actually, Ryan Johnson just came by and he cast me in Knives Out too. So <laughs> you're going to have to come back in but a also, month. Not yeah. usually a director, but you know, a dollar's a dollar. <laughs> so. They're like, great. Here's 120 million of them. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm excited about it. I'm excited just for the fact that they have a director and that this is on track to keep moving forward. I'm happy it's moving along because this is going to be good. Mahershala Ali is still such a good get. I, I mean, if anyone was kind of born to play that role and it's a guy who has won two Oscars and also went on Twitter and went, hey, I have two Oscars. Give me this role. <laughs> like he went after them. That's kind of what Simo Liu did too. the guy who's playing Shang-Chi. Yeah, he, exactly. Uh, he made a tweet that was like, make a Shang-Chi movie, you cowards or something. Like and that. also cast me in it. You pathetic cowards you absolute yeah. pants pissers and that's what you do to get a big job in hollywood <laughs> is you insult the studio yeah for sure yeah warner brothers you bunch of fuck faces <laughs> jesus christ we're gonna so get jobs why warner brothers i don't know they seem like a big studio that would give me a job uh, yeah sure okay this is like pulling the hair of the girl you like and like pushing her in the mud hey paramount why don't you shit or get off the pot <laughs> I don't know what that means. Hey, Universal, you limp-dicked little bunch of bastards. <laughs> Cast me in something. Jesus I'm available. Christ. If you're not too busy pulling your tail out from between your legs. That's right. Cast me, Andrew Dunn, in something. That, no. That's, in case, they, in case they take that insultingly, then I throw you under the bus. Yeah, well, we're you know, it's good that you run the Twitter account, because I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of crazy shit that the Twitter account says today that's really embarrassing. It might just be. I might just go on some sort of a rant at this point. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Taiko Atiti is in the news today for saying that his upcoming Thor movie shouldn't be made, and not because the past Thor movies have been mostly bad. Waititi told Empire Records, quote, It's very different from Ragnarok. It's crazier. I'll tell you what's different. There will be far more emotion in this film, and a lot more love, and a lot more thunder, and a lot more and Thor. And a lot more cocaine. <laughs> and a lot more Thor if you've seen the photos. If you wrote down all the elements of this film, it shouldn't make sense. It's almost like it shouldn't be made. If you walked into a room and said, I want this and this and this, who's in it? These people, what are you going to call it? Love and thunder? I mean, you'd never work again. Maybe I won't after this. 
this is good, right? From Taika Waititi, this is good. Yeah. It's funny because I think it was the last news episode we did. We talked about the guy from The Boys talking about the dailies. And he's like, this is the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen. Right. It's going to be like nothing you've ever seen. And both of us just kind of agreed that, you know, whenever someone says that, I guarantee you I've seen it before and I will be unimpressed by it again. <laughs> and it was called Two Girls, One Cup. Yeah. We all watched it. And we all made it. I mean, watched it. But with, again... <laughs> With Taika Waititi, I will 100% believe him on this. A guy who has a mind that's kind of that sharp and that creative, and also the most piercing brown eyes I've ever seen. <laughs> God damn, this photo. Like, follows the, I know you can't see it if you're listening right now, but you can just Google, because now it's two for two for, with these pictures you put up, Andrew. So if you just Google Taika Waititi, uh, any one of these photos will do, because he just stares dead into the camera. Good Christ. My God. Anyway, I I can't even, I, I don't even remember what I'm saying. The other thing I like about this, getting a little bit back on track, trying to pull us out of horny jail. Yes, please. Please. Is that he sounds very uncertain. Yeah. Like he almost isn't passing it off as a good thing. The other one sounds like a snake oil salesman. Right. Don't worry. It's the best thing. We were talking about how he sounded like Donald no, Trump, Trump. Trump. It's the best yeah. thing you'll ever, you'll ever have. You've never seen anything like this. This yeah. is the most craziest thing. And he's sitting here like, this is so weird. I don't know if it's going to work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know if I'll ever get hired again. Yeah. 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 He does have that attitude of, it sounds like he's just sort of going like, this will be either amazing or I'm going to be just with my dick in the wind. Like, I don't know what's going to happen yeah. at this moment. You know, I, it, it could finally be the downfall of Taika Waititi. They were like, you thought the Nazi movie where I played Hitler was going to be bad. And that didn't take me down. But this thing could be a step too far. It reminds me, the, the first play I was ever in is this one act called Breaking the Chain. And it's about this couple that gets like one of those chain letters in the mail that's like, if you pass this on to 10 friends, you'll win right. $100,000 in the mail or whatever. And they keep doing that. And they, they're they like telling their neighbor like, oh, you got to do this. What are you going to do? Like, it's it's right. you have to do it. Like, it's so important or whatever. And she's like, yeah, no, I'm good. Thanks. And then it turns out that all these things start coming true. And so like, but they're buried in them. And that's sort of the the funny conflict of it okay. is that they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. there's a scene where they're opening mail and they're like, oh, we got the new Ford Humvee. And they're like, oh, my God, we got that new house. We just want a new house. We got to pay taxes on it now. And like, they're just going there. They're like, oh, God, we don't we got to get a new bank account because it's like the bank can't hold all this money we have. And I just feel like that's Taika Waititi being like. I'm trying to tank this. <laughs> He's like, there's no reason you should keep hiring me. And yet you keep giving me money. Yeah. I really want a vacation. Yeah. I can't keep up this pace <laughs> of directing and winning awards and having three ways at this rate anymore. You have, I need a break. Please. God. Someone stop I need a break from okay? the cocaine. I need a break from the cocaine and the three ways <laughs> and the success and the three ways. And every now and then I catch a look at myself in the mirror and those eyes catch me and I just sit there for two and hours. I just, and two hours have gone by <laughs> and all of a sudden I've, I found I made love to myself and I, and I can't, I don't know what to do. Anyway, oh, actually, speaking of the boys, oddly enough, did you see any of the Emmy nominations? Some of them, yeah. Uh, WandaVision has is, is got a ton. There was something else that I was excited about, but I don't remember what it was. WandaVision was nominated. The Mandalorian was nominated. Yeah, that's expected. The Boys was nominated. For most outrageous thing you've ever, ever seen. seen in, in your life. And then two things, actually, I really love. First of all, Don Cheadle is nominated for Best Supporting Actor in a Drama 
for 98 seconds of screen time. For Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yes, for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there is a theory. So, honestly, I, you're going to... Okay, buckle in. You're going to go on a oh rant. My God. Okay, strap in. Some people have theorized that he was accidentally nominated because people <gasps> thought he was... They were voting for Anthony Mackie. <laughs> Oh my God! There, I, no one's. You know, that's not. Yeah, you can't be sure. You can't be sure. It's not the craziest. There's no way because he wouldn't be. Su- it's supporting, right? It's supporting, but I think they people might look at it and go, "Well, there's two guys in it," <laughs> and that often happens where they put it's up the black guy. It's the black Marvel guy. That's what they think. That people are like, "Well, they put up. They must have put up Sebastian Stan." For lead and then Anthony and then Don Cheadle for supporting. The weirdest thing about this whole mess is that Terrence Howard was also nominated for that same role. Yeah, that's it's so crazy. (laughs) But that's a theory. Again, that's not substantiated whatsoever. But some people are speculating that that's how we got incredible because even Don Cheadle came out on Twitter and literally was just this reaction. Like it was just. He was just like, I don't know what to tell you guys. I, I hope don't to know. God what, he I wins. It makes fuck. I hope he it wins. makes no sense ever. Yeah, I just <laughs> it's worth watching just to see them announce his name. Like when they do all the announcements of the nominations and everything, when they're like right before they announce the award, and then flash to him, and he will do that reaction. He's just. I think honestly, when they show all the Emmy clips, like before the and the nominees are, just show all ninety eight seconds. <laughs> Like what's the why cut why cut that down? Why what's the point? Just show the whole scene. I was actually just talking to Melinda about this about Don Cheadle, how good of a get he was at the time to play like a superhero's sidekick. Right. I was like the guy who was in Hotel, Hotel Rwanda. Rwanda. Yeah. And I just like the idea that like <laughs> you turn a camera on and Don Cheadle walks in front of it and then walks off screen and he just they just pour awards onto him. Right. And he's just right. like, I guess that's the point I've gotten to it. It's like Meryl Streep. Like anything he does now, they just give him an Oscar and he's like, I wasn't in any movies this year. And they're like, whatever, have an Oscar. Just take whatever, it. man. Don't worry about it. I'm sure you're you're due by now. It's fine. There was a black guy in the Oscars this year go take it you it must have been you yeah it must have been you're, you're the one you're like the most successful one going right now so i was assume oh, it's you god yeah so that's the uh, 98 <laughs> seconds of screen time god is that the awesome. actual count that is, is that the i believe number? the actual count i saw a couple My reports god. that it's it's like 98 seconds it's one scene right it's the literally that one scene in the museum that's it and i do remember i will say i remember seeing that scene and going like wow he's really good in this scene but i never i never would have gone like oh they should give him an award just for that scene like it was just i was just happy to see like it, Don Cheadle's one of those actors who like he doesn't phone anything in yeah. like he shows up for one scene and he's like no my job's an actor I'm gonna act the shit out of this one like I I like being on a set I guess I like but he's here. also just talking like it's not no, like he, he, he didn't break into like a monologue from Schindler's List all of a no, sudden no 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 but like like for instance I just watched I don't know why just cause I, I it was on I, I just watched the new Space Jam movie and he's in that and let me tell <laughs> you that, that, by the way? it's a pile of shit let me tell you <laughs> holy crap it is just the biggest bunch of dog shit. But he is really trying in that movie. Like he is a is a bright light. And even he can't pull it off just because the script is so fucking bad that they're like some of his stuff isn't good. But he's really trying. And that's what I mean. Like he is in a huge turd of a movie acting 
across from a cardboard cutout. <laughs> and I'm referring to LeBron James in that. Okay, great. But he's still like... He's Don Cheadle, like he's charismatic and he's like, you can feel he's kind of ad-libbing some of the stuff or like really kind of acting around the line so that he can, he can bring some light to it and things like that. But he's one of those guys, like you put him in 98 seconds, he's like, no, I'm going to act the shit out of this 98 seconds. Yeah, good enough to get an Emmy, evidently. And that's how you get an Emmy, everybody. (laughs) And eventually Emmys will just go door to door. (laughs) It's going to go Ryan Johnson for casting Knives Out, followed by Who Wants to Direct a Marvel Movie, followed by Would You Like an Emmy Award for Your Marvel Movie. (laughs) That's how it's going to go. You're like, I'm just trying to watch TV, Christ. Yeah. (laughs) Gotta put up no solicitors on the door. It would kill for somebody to just drop off an Italian restaurant menu at this point. Excuse me, sir, we've come here to give you an award. Ooh, which one? Emmy? No, thanks. No, I've got like 12 of those already. Thanks. <laughs> also, just a quick side note, just to pick up from our last episode, Inside, directed, edited, written, and performed by Bo Burnham. That's what it was. Six yeah. Emmy nominations. That's the one that I was like, I thought there was something else that I was really happy about. That's Six it. Emmy nominations for that guy. It was so fun to kind of look at the list of nominations and see how many nominations he got. And it's not like a variety of nominations and a variety of names. It's everyone just Bo Burnham, Bo Burnham, Bo Burnham, Bo Burnham, Bo Burnham, Bo Burnham. And I was like, that's great. I'm very interested in what separates the ability to get an Emmy from an Oscar. You have to play on... There's certain movie screens that you have to play on and a certain window, I believe. I used to know the exact stipulations. Because I I was going to say it it played in theaters for like two days or something. It did. It released on Netflix first, though. So I wonder if that's a thing. It did. But that might not matter because I know it might because I know Netflix owns a theater in New York City. Oh, and the reason they own it, that's why you can see Netflix movies that are nominated for Oscars, because they own, the own their own theater, so gotcha. they can release it on screen. And then that makes them in contention for awards. Or you have to be in a, a certain festivals and things like that that can count as your premiere. But I think you do. I think you have to premiere on, on the big screen first, and then it can go to a streaming service. Yeah. But yeah, six Emmy nominations for that guy. God, that guy deserves it. Yeah, about time. Yeah. Black Widow saw the introduction of the Fox Marvel Universe into the MCU. We now have our second instance of these universes colliding. Because Taika Waititi is in the news today <laughs> for sitting next to Ryan Reynolds on a couch. My gosh. And another brilliant marketing strategy from Ryan Reynolds, 20th Century Fox's Deadpool sits down with Disney's Korg to react to the latest trailer for the film Free Guy. Oh Did you see this? I haven't. I've seen of it, but again, I haven't. I it's didn't very funny, watch it. but it yeah. is a Marvel property, an MCU Disney property sitting down with a Marvel Fox property. Yes. Yeah. This is the essentially the first like official crossover, right? This is the first time we've seen second. Second, what was the first one? Because we got Ursa Major and Black Widow. Right, but I'm saying that they, on the outset, kind of acknowledged, like, this is a Fox property, this is a Disney property. As, of, as opposed to Ursa Major, where they didn't, they came out on Twitter saying, like, oh, that in fact is Ursa Major. But it wasn't, like, in a, a thing where I you... I think this one's just more obvious. Right, 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 right. I do want to watch this, actually. It's I, very funny. I did see it, and I was like, oh, of course. Now, I mean, the two of them together are... are yeah brilliant the only thing that they aren't good together in is green lantern (laughs) only is it that they're not good in that or is it just that the movie is bad no it's the movie is bad it's the space jam of superhero movies (laughs) which is my new standard right now (laughs) 
<laughs> Do you just have 10 movies that you can list off that are like equal to 1 out of 10, 2 out of 10, 3 out of 10, Space Jam's the one? Yeah, it's 1 out of 10, 2 out of 10, 3 out of 10, Space Jam. So four out of Space Jam is 4 out of 10? That's pretty good. No, you're right. It's Space Jam 2 out of 10, 3 out of 10, 4 out okay. of 10. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. What's 10 out of 10? Apparently Love and Thunder, because I keep looking into this guy's oh, okay. yeah. I, brown, I, beautiful <laughs> eyes, and I, I can't bring myself to say any other name. I was going to ask if it was whatever My Little Pony movie was your favorite. Well, no, that wouldn't be fair to rank any of them. They're all brilliant. <laughs> Got it. Let's get back on track. What the fuck were we talking about? I have no idea. Oh, yeah. Marvel DC and Marvel Fox are like sitting on, on a couch together, officially licensed. That's pretty nope, cool. No, Marvel Disney and Marvel Fox. What did I say? Marvel DC. We will get tweets about that, sir. It's the same thing. <laughs> love it. I love it. Love it. Thunder it. Uh, and it's uh, it's looking like, yeah, it's pretty good. It's like, it's, yeah. like, it's all happening. It's all happening, baby. It's all happening. It's all coming true. The prophecy is finally coming to fruition. What do we think is going to be next? Like, are we going to see some stuff in... Like, this is happening so fast. Is Multiverse of Madness, you think? This is when I think it happens. I think we get some stronger taste of it in Multiverse of Madness. The only other one I could think of that they would do first is the What If series. Oh, yeah. They could throw some interesting stuff into the What If series. Neither of these will, I think, they'll be like major plot points where we're spending, you know, 45 minutes with the X-Men or anything. Yeah. But I would not be surprised. In fact, I almost expect... This is the most palatable way. This is the easiest way to slowly start to introduce the Fox properties into the Marvel Universe, opening the floodgates, both figuratively and essentially literally of like, what's behind this door? Oh, it's this Fox property. What's behind this door? Oh, it's this property. What's behind this door? It's John McClane, <laughs> I guess, is now in the MCU. What's it? I think that's what they should really do. I, don't don't oh just do all the comic books. Do all the Fox properties, <laughs> all right? What's behind this door? Predator. What's behind this door? Aliens. When do you think we get Deadpool in an MCU film? Own MCU film or just in an MCU No, no, film? no, just in one. And also, how long until we get him in a Spider-Man film? Because the two of them go together really well in the comics. I would not... Okay, if Spider-Man, Far From Home From The Holidays, whatever, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, is the kind of movie that they're reporting that it is, where it is also a multiverse movie, I would not be surprised if Deadpool is one of the post-credits scenes. Yeah, that'd be cool, right? That, I think, is how he's going to make his first appearance is in a post-credit scene breaking the fourth I wall. I would lose my mind. Just to just to be like, hey, it's the Deadpool that you know and love. Yeah. You know what I mean? And here I am, and I'll see you soon. They could almost recreate the post-credit scene from the first Deadpool, where he's like, we're coming back, and in the next movie we're going to have Cable and this and that and the other thing. Like, this is what we're doing. And he could basically do that with, oh yeah, in the next Spider-Man movie, I'm going to be there, we're going to fight uh, Venom. Because, you know, Tom Hardy's coming along or whatever, and it's going to be awesome. Don't miss it. And then, like, credits or whatever. Yeah, I think that's how they would introduce him. I don't think they would introduce him within the confines of a movie first. I think because what you want to do is you establish, like, this is the Deadpool that you know from the Deadpool movies. And And the best way to do that is let him to break the fourth wall and do a funny little sketch. So I don't think you introduce him any other way than that. I think it's coming up. I mean, the fact that they allowed allowed it's their movie but the fact that they allowed korg and deadpool to do that you know trailer reaction together because they do keep a tight leash on stuff like that so i feel like they're trying to slowly again signal that this is happening this is gonna come we're gonna do this we said that we were gonna do it we're still committed to doing it 
keep an eye out, keep an eye out, that type of thing. Andrew. Yeah? It was reported. Actually, who reported it? If Taika Waititi didn't do it, I don't want to hear about it. All right. Well, then let's move on. (laughs) Deadline was reporting that WandaVision director Matt Shankman is going to be directing the next Star Trek movie. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so Star Trek four. I still haven't seen the third one. Uh, it's good. I like it. People really rag on the second one and the second one has faults to it. Yeah. That's why I didn't see the third one. Yeah. But I think that second one also, that was a more of a marketing error. They made a big deal to keep it secret that Benedict Cumberbatch was con. And I think if they had just come out and said it right away and not tried to make that such a huge reveal when we all knew that's what was going to happen, it wouldn't have taken the air out of it. Well, and also that like you're marketing this to a new generation who doesn't know who Khan is. Right. So it's not a big scene. It's like most of the, even I at the time, I was like, I don't, I know he's a guy in Star Trek, but I was like, I don't know who the fuck this is. So like to make it a big deal when he's like pretending to be someone else. And then he says, my name's Khan. I think they expected that to be a big, oh my gosh moment. Yeah. The people who don't know who it is, are like, I don't know who that is. And the people who do know who it is are like, I saw that coming a mile away. Yeah, look at Benedict Cumberbatch's face. Tell me you didn't cast that man to play Khan. To play the the number one villain in Star Trek history. <laughs> yeah, so, and the third one's good. The third one feels a little more like the original series, like an original series episode. It's, it's swashbuckling, it's fun, it's adventurous, it's, yeah. So, the, he's set to direct the fourth Star Trek. This one would have been Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth. Uh, and like coming back, Chris Hemsworth was Chris Pine's father in the in the first it's one. Like one of his first big roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right before Thor, they were supposed to do kind of a time travel movie where they meet. I don't know if that script is still what they're going with because they also they redid the script writers. There's a there's Lindsay Beer who hasn't done a whole lot of stuff, and then another woman, Geneva Robertson, who helped write. Um, she was a writer on Captain Marvel. She's a uh, Tomb Raider. And then has a bunch of other stuff lined up, things like that. So she's kind of in that genre, like a good fit for this. But I don't know if they're going to go with that storyline anymore. I don't know if Hemsworth is in it or not. I actually kind of hope that they still keep that. Can you imagine like 400 pound Chris Hemsworth now reprising his role as like 18 year old Captain Kirk's dad? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He'd have to slim down like a lot. (laughs) Or he could play like an alternate version or something like or maybe he survived on a planet like, he, you know, he got in an escape pod right before it exploded. And he's been living this whole time It's the only other option, I think. Like Khan. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I listen, Matt Shankman, what he did with WandaVision was incredible. And so somebody with that kind of visual mind and that kind of creative mind that can take such an abstract idea that was WandaVision, this idea of like different television genres and making half hour episodes out of them, but still having this central plot line through them. If you can pull something like that off, I want to see what you can do with something like Star Trek that can have time travel, alien worlds, different ships, you know, Weird bends in in the forces of physics and things like that. Green women. Yeah. Green women. All the green women. Think of all the different hues of green. A woman per hue. All of them for Taika Waititi. I'm pretty sure that was also Playboy's tagline when it first came out. A woman for hue. Yeah. That's what the centerfold was named. <laughs> yeah, I know you're not like a huge Star Trek fan, but this is, I feel like, even for a non-fan... This, no, I'm only like 200 pounds, 205. This gets you a little interested in this, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, uh, I'm, I am interested in this. I don't know. It seems fine. 
I'll probably try to watch it if it seems like it's good. Okay. But as of now, just the fact that they're making one and the fact that there's a director who has made some stuff that I kind of liked right. is not like, doesn't have me like, I don't know. This doesn't feel like any, any, nothing has changed about my motivation of seeing this film as of now. I'm always, I'm a very visual, like I need the trailer. Right, right. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Up until you see what, kind of what the final product is going to be. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I need to know what direction they're going in a, in a like compact way. Yeah. In order to get like, oh, okay, I get what they're going for now. Right, right, right. I understand. Yeah. Some of us, you know, trust the artist and what they're going to do. And some of us are, yeah. I have been fucked in the butt too many times. <laughs> Figuratively. And I'll leave the rest to your imagination. <laughs> oh, I already have. Way ahead of you on that one, buddy. I don't know. Like, I, I Melinda makes fun of me so many times because I'll be like, oh, I really want to see this movie. It's got really good actors in it. And then she'll be like, but that doesn't mean it's going to be good. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. These actors are so good. They wouldn't do a bad movie. And then I go to see the movie and I'm like, so that was really bad. Right, right, and right. she was right. like, yeah, the actors don't make the movie. And I was like, I mean, sometimes they do. Uh, yeah, but also the other thing is like, no one sets out to make a bad movie. No one sets out to make a Space Jam, you know? <laughs> it just, it just kind of happens. But even like the first time that happened, it was like, no, you know, I was like, you don't understand. Darkest Hour is going to be incredible. Gary Oldman is playing the lead. And we right. fell asleep. Uh, it was one of the most boring films I've ever seen. That's what he won the Oscar for somehow. And right. it was fine. But like, it was mostly boring. And uh, since yeah, then, I've just yeah, been yeah. like... I understand what you're saying. The, the components never seem to necessarily matter. You know, like you can have all the best components and then the finished product can just shit the bed. Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent, especially with, with kind of the type of properties that we talk about, because like something like the darkest hour, they will be a little more hands off when it comes to creative, like the studio will be a little more hands off because they understand that, to get awards, you kind of want it to be a little more artsy, a little more avant-garde. And so you're going to leave the artist to do what they want to do with it. Whereas a Marvel movie, a Star Wars movie, a Star Trek movie, they're like, no, these are, there's big money in this. We got to make some dollar. We got to hit all four quadrants. Here's what I'm trying to say. If I told you there's a movie out right now, you can watch it right now, and it's got Don Cheadle. Mm-hmm. It's got Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. And it has the entirety of all the Warner Brothers properties. You'd be like, I am sold. I can't Absolutely. watch this fast enough. Absolutely. And then you know what I get? Fucked in the butt. Fucking Space Jam. <laughs> I mean, really, what the fuck were they doing with this thing? It's really, I can't, I, like I was sitting there just watching this and I was like, how did you blow this so Badly, <laughs> you had one before it to kind of model it after. And okay, still... but rewatch the one before it. It's I know, not very good. I know it's not very good, but there's a nostalgia. Why are we talking about this so long? <laughs> but there's a nostalgia to that one that if if a filmmaker around our age who when that film came out was really for our age, you know what I mean? Like that hit us in our sweet spots there. Had a nostalgia for that movie. And could make another one and pull the parts of it that they appreciate. Oh, I see. No, they're not going to hire that person. Yeah, I know. That's the problem. I was going to say, this movie's going to have the same thing, though. And 20 years from now, they're going to make a Space Jam 3. I know. I know. I know. And then they're going to come knocking at my door and be like, 
Do you want to do Space Jam 3? And I'm like, God, no. I know you turned down Marvel, you turned down an Emmy, but... How about Space Jam 3? And I was like, you... You've got it. You've got it. You can't You can't sign me up fast enough for this <laughs> card of shit. What else you got? Anything? I'm out. You're out? I'm tapped out. You know what? I have one more, but I'm out of coffee, so let's just get the fuck out of here. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. That's, uh, then that's going to be it. That's going to be it. Oh, wait. Here. I'll just do this real quick. I'll lightning round this one real quick. Ready? Flash movie had some photos leaked onto Twitter. Nudes. Yep. Big old flash dick. We got... Uh, the, First we get Batman. Yeah. Then we get Chris Evans. Yep. And now we got the Flash. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, double entendre already built into the title. <laughs> so you got the 89 Batman Batcave. There was a picture of that. That's great. There was the Batmobile. That was great. The interesting one was there was Barry Allen talking to, walking down the sidewalk and talking to what looked like another Barry Allen. So it looks like the, Barry Allen will encounter himself. Like another Ezra Miller? Or what do you mean? It's a different actor dressed very similar to Ezra Miller. But you, I don't know if they're going to like okay. do the face thing where right, it right, will right. be another Ezra Miller or if it's just a guy. Or maybe they're replacing Ezra Miller. Or maybe they're just replacing Ezra Miller. <laughs> For hitting that woman or yeah, whatever exactly. Exactly. So there'll be another flash in this movie. I think that's the big revelation of this is that there'll be another flash. Do you think we talked about how Supergirl may just be the Superman of the Keaton verse? Do you think that there's just a flash? Like, do you think we'll just end up getting like the Justice League of the Keaton verse at some point? Like it just in this movie, just as cameos. Oh, I really wish they would just bring in Grant Gustin. There's rumor that he's going to show up, too, actually. I hope he does, because they really fucked the dog on that one. Well, because Ezra Miller also in one of those big crossovers. Showed up in the show. Yeah, he showed up in the show. So there's rumor that he'll show up in some sort of capacity in a cameo. Yeah, that's at least a little exciting. I'm, I'm, that makes me even more interested to see this movie. The idea of like, OK, so now we're going to play around with multiple flashes and multiple, you know, really get into it. I'm in the same spot as the Star Trek movie. I have no interest in this until I see something. I know this. is I know. It's so fascinating. The fact that there's two flashes doesn't make me want to watch this anymore, because what if one flash is bad? And then you have two of those. Like, imagine if it was like if you went to see Space Jam and it was like, we know you love LeBron James's acting. Right. So here's a second LeBron James. Oh, and they're going to be doing a scene from the color purple. A very tender scene. You know what? Actually, I would be interested to see that <laughs> just for the novelty of LeBron James <laughs> acting across from LeBron James. I assume that one of the LeBron James is playing the Oprah part. <laughs> And he's just doing them. The, we can only hope. I almost launched into a monologue from the color purple. And then I realized I don't know any. Yeah. But I was going to just try and make one up. You should learn it. Uh, should I? Yeah. I'm really right for that part. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. You should go into every audition. I think they're recasting it and they're going to do it. Hold on a second. So I think someone's at my door. Yeah. I think that's them. Hold on. Let me go get it. Listen, if Scarlett Johansson can play an Asian, you can play any race you want. That's the problem. She can't. So, oh, Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Yes. Where can they find us? Well, they can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. You can also listen to us on iHeartRadio. We're on Pandora. We're at SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break. You can listen to us at any of those places. Wherever you listen to your podcasts, we're there. We're right behind you. We're at your door right now. You can also find us on Twitter. We're a hashtag. Hurry up and answer, because if you don't, they're going to they're gonna give you an Emmy really soon. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter. We're a handle is at Media Lunch Break. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We just put up a reel on Instagram that got 10,000 views. Did you figure out how to do that? 
No, but Melinda did, and that's all okay, that good. matters. Excellent. You can also find us on YouTube.com slash The Media Lunch Break. We've got a couple videos coming out. We've got one finished, and it's ready to go. We're just waiting for the right moment to squeak it into there. Ooh. And uh, you can also find us on TikTok, where our handle is at Media Lunch Break. Uh, you can also find us on Patreon.com slash The Media Lunch Break. You can find us at uh, our website, which is TheMediaLunchBreak.com, and you can send us an email at TheMediaLunchBreak at gmail.com. We have an Amazon affiliate link in the description. Maybe if you don't believe me that Space Jam is terrible, you should go there and buy Space Jam. There you go. Get Space Jam. The first one. Yeah. And you'll get to see if the nostalgia holds up or if I'm right. Yeah. Although we are going two for two so far in this episode with uh, being right. Because you were right about Brony Mm -hmm. something. And I was right about a bear. Right. So uh, I think we're going think good. We're going to go, go three for the for hat three. trick here. You can also give us a rate and a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. Give us a comment. Thank you to Julie. Thanks, Julie. You're the best. I'm, I'm not, not going to sing the song. song. I'm not going to do the song. <laughs> and we have probably announced who won our Black Widow giveaway. We record these fairly early. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But uh, we're I going mean, to, from recording, we're going to announce it tomorrow. Okay. From the date of recording. Okay. Uh, so we'll so see. So we've announced that by now. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations to the two to... winners. Yay. You're so good. So good. We couldn't do Yay. it without you. And uh, we knew you were going to win the entire time. The whole thing was actually fixed, if I'm completely yes. honest with you. We believed in you specifically, both yes. of you, because there's two winners. Yes. And uh, I know who they are. And I know this who is they the are future. now, too. Yes. So yep. thanks. And thank you. Excellent. All right. So uh, that's going to do it for this one. Uh, next week... Space Jam. No. <laughs> I mean, oh, God damn. Um, <laughs> next week, uh, Loki. We're going to be talking yeah, Loki. Loki. Yeah, so and we're going to talk about the other history of the DC universe. Oh, that's right. I gave you that thing that you're supposed to read because it's a thing that we do on the show. I completely forgot about it until this very moment. <laughs> uh, yep. All right. That's going to do it. Uh, it's, see, Competent it professionals. Is. Absolutely. Thrilling. We did through. it. I know. We, we did, did it. it. There wasn't a thing. And now there's a thing. They there didn't believe in us, but we did it. But we did it anyway. If you're watching on Patreon, do I look like a ghost? A little bit do now. I look like what little, is? Wait, what is what, now you're good. What, you're just a little I can't hot. Just keep the lights coming in a little hot on you. Uh, yeah, I know, but it's it's turned down all the way. Should I turn it up? Uh, nope, that makes it worse. <laughs> I don't. You know how lighting works, sir. That's not what that. Do I? Now you look t- slightly tinted and green. It's a little better. Uh-huh. That's that's good. I feel like I should have done this before the show started. Nah, that's fine. This is at the end of the episode is the best time to this do this. This is still not good. No. I look like I'm wearing a sheet. <laughs> that's not a good thing to say over a Next microphone. Next week, the other history of the DC universe. There you go. That's great. That, that's, <laughs> let's pair those two things together. Yeah. All right. Getting an all sorts, a completely different demographic than we wanted. All right. Could, do you want me to stop the episode or do you want to just adjust your light for 20 more minutes? <laughs> Listen, it's important. These people pay money. Uh, and by these people, I mean Julie, because she's the only one who pays us enough to get that tier. And she so. does she actually watch it? Do you have any? I don't know. <laughs> just you want me to text her and ask? No. OK, because <laughs> I can't take the rejection if she doesn't.
All right, sounds good. Yeah. Yay, we did it. Yay, That's we it. did it. I'm That's stopping. It. Oh, wow. Okay, fine. That was seven. <laughs> Jesus.